All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop bowl presentation Hello and welcome to the Box Score Breakdown Show, a hoop ball presentation. This episode is brought to you by Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. Get some delicious coffee, taste the Kona difference, head over to HawaiianIsles.com or Amazon. My name is Adrian Benjamins and I am joined on this beautiful Sunday evening by Captain Kurt Beach. Kurt, how you doing? Adrian, I'm living the dream, brother. Just uh, enjoying this long, extended weekend, uh, MLK Day. And, yeah, you know, it's pretty crazy. You and I normally have a a 9 or 11-game slate, it feels like, on Sundays. And tonight, we just got a quiet two-gamer. A very light day 
for NBA because tomorrow is a huge NBA day. Martin Luther King, Kurt, always one of my favorite days because uh, what I used to do is I used to play hooky and take the day off and games start early and go all day long. 14 game slate tomorrow. So uh, really light slate. It's going to be a probably quick show but tomorrow, man, is going to be crazy. Uh, what do you think of Martin Luther King Day as far as NBA goes? Man, it's pretty crazy. Is it like this? It, it's every MLK Day where it's just loaded with games like this? Every MLK Day, and it's beautiful, man, because if you could somehow get the day off from whether you guys are working or at school, you literally – I think the first game's on like around noon. There was one year where the first game was on really early, like I think like 11 a.m., and literally there's a game right after in a game. So like you could sit down at around noon and literally just watch basketball until the evening, and it is one of the greatest things. It's one of my favorite days, unfortunately – I got to go to my day job tomorrow, so I'm not, but I, in the background while I'm working, I'm going to have, I'm going to see if I can uh, listen to a lot of the games as they're being played, but one of my favorite days of the year to play hooky and just <laughs> sit on the couch and watch hoops all day long. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I like it. Luckily, I was able to get the day off tomorrow as well, so I'll, I'll probably be jumping in just like you are. Nice. So... Let's talk about the really short slate here in front of us. Two games. Uh, not a lot as far as news or notes goes. No major injuries. Nothing. Uh, no major blockbuster trades. So, Kurt, let's just jump right in these games. Are you ready? I'm ready, good sir. Okay, I think the first game of this day was the Miami Heat taking on the San Antonio Spurs. Um, the Heat going down here. The Spurs getting the victory 107-102. to Going to look at the Miami side of this game first. And, man, Kurt, one of my favorite guys this year. I got him in a lot of spots. Bam Adebayo, 21 mm -hmm. points to go along with 16 rebounds, 6 assists, two steals shot eight of 13 though his one achilles heel has been his free throw shooting was five of five from the line here tonight this is is this is fantastic i guess the only thing missing from this line is some blocks but nobody is complaining about this line from bam here tonight he was fantastic um, another guy who was really good kendrick nunn 18 points two steals four assists Three rebounds, two threes on eight of 14 shooting. Kurt, you know, in the hoop ball staff league, he somebody actually dropped him, and I scooped him up super quick. I was like, he's better than my worst guy. I can't even remember who I dropped. Um, and, uh, man, I'm loving this line. I'm hoping he has a big second half of the season. Um, Duncan Robinson getting the start. He had 12 points, a steal, a block, five rebounds. Four threes, always good for some trays, and uh, four of 11 from the field. Jimmy Butler, this was somewhat of a down game. Just the shooting, not great. Five of 14 from the field for 16 points, but he did have two steals, six assists, five rebounds on six of six shooting from the line, and you know he's going to be just fine. 
Um, Myers Leonard got the start in the front court, but he does very little. Only five points, two assists, six rebounds in 29 minutes. Did have a three, but um, man, just only shot one of seven from the field. So not great there. Um, off the bench, Goran Dragic was nice. 19 points, two assists, five rebounds, had um, two threes, shot seven of 13 from the field. Derek Jones, you know, a lot of people were streaming him a few weeks ago, and he's kind of starting to trend down. It's just, you know, the minutes, only 16 minutes here. I'm really worried in a backup role with limited minutes. He's going to have a lot of nights like um, this line here for six points, one block, two assists, and three rebounds. Tyler Hero, only nine minutes for him. Kelly Olinick, seven minutes, so we're not trusting those guys. Dion Waiters is out. Justice Winslow is out. Who knows if we ever see these guys. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. That's all I got. Kurt, what do you think of the Miami Heat? Well, buddy, you said it was Kendrick Nunn that got dropped in a Yeah, in, in the Hoop All Staff League. I, I, you know, like every day when I set my lineup, I look and see what players are available. All of a sudden, Kendrick Nunn is there. And I'm like, you know, I know he's not like a top 50 elite type guy, but I'm like, you know, in a very competitive, um, I mean, there are some killers in the hoop ball staff league, right? So, um, in a very competitive 12 team league like that, I, I think, you know, Kendrick Nunn should be owned. I picked him up and since I grabbed him, he's been, you know, like a night, like tonight, 18 points, um, just like sprinkling in some goodies across the board. I will take that as the worst guy on my roster. Absolutely, man. Yep. Um, it's, it's kind of funny because in my biggest money league, he was dropped right when he was kind of like bottoming out. Mm-hmm. He had a couple games, uh, single digits, and then a ten-point game. And luckily, because of that, I was like, it was one of it's one of the leagues with the Fab, and I'm like, I'm just gonna put a dollar on him, see what happens. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need him, but like you said, he's definitely better than the last couple guys I had and luckily because he was kind of bottoming out we're hearing some sites uh, and some analysts say uh, he's going to be a drop you're not going to want to own him in the second half and I was like you know what he's explosive we we saw that to start the year I threw one dollar on him Adrian I was able to scoop him up and he's been great ever since I'm pretty excited about having him as well you know, I feel like I'm really glad you mentioned he was bottoming out because I think that was the same time he got dropped. And I think you're absolutely right because, you know, when I put in my waiver claim, I was low on the priority. So I was thinking, yeah, somebody's going to probably get him. But I think you're right. I think there were other people, other websites saying, oh, could be a drop in standard leagues. His game log wasn't looking that great. He strung together a few games with low-end production. On top of that, you know, this is a head-to-head weekly league, so maybe Miami, on top of him not playing well, maybe Miami only had two or three games that week. So, but I was really surprised nobody in front of me with higher priority put in on him. And again, I know he's not like this elite fantasy uh, stud or anything like that. But for me, I was happy to swap out the worst guy. I, I wish I remembered who I dropped. But I'll tell you, Kurt, it was like a short-term streaming option that I didn't mind dropping. And I was really happy to make that switch there. I don't know. Um, Same man, I'm with you. Kurt, any any other thoughts here on the Miami Heat? 
Um, the only one is uh, Derek Jones Jr. You know, we all like his stat set, and he was fringy standard league pickup in the last couple weeks. Um, but he's there's not enough minutes here when this team's fully healthy, especially if they're going to be playing uh, James Johnson for 15 minutes. They still don't have Justice Winslow. So if you're holding him in a standard league, I think he's a drop. Like we said, his, his stat set is good, but the minutes just aren't there. Made more of a, a deep league guy there. Yep, absolutely. What what went down on the San Antonio side of this game? Alrighty, so we had uh, Trey Lyles tonight go for nine and six with a three. Lamarcus Aldridge is still having a great season. A little lower on the rebound side tonight, but he still had twenty one and four, three assists, one steal, two blocks, two threes, solid shooting percentages. Dejounte Murray only played twenty two minutes today. He had seven points, three rebounds, one assist, one steal. He'd been doing pretty solid uh, in the last month. He's number 90, according to Yahoo's 9-cat ratings. And Bryn Forbes missed all five of his three-point shots. Not a standard league guy there. Jakob Pertl, your block streamer, had two blocks. Only 12 minutes, though. Derek White went for 11-6 with two steals, one three. He's pretty fringy, more of a 14-teamer. Patty Mills, again, another three-point specialist here. 18 points, four threes, five boards, three dimes. And the guy that I kind of danced around a little bit is DeMar DeRozan. He had 20 points, nine rebounds, nine assists, one steal, perfect six of six from the free throw line. He's really killing it. He's white hot right now. In the last month, according to Yahoo, nine cat, number seven in that span, 27 points, over five boards, almost six assists, 1.2 steals. And crazy high percentages he's shooting almost 64 percent from the field this is a, a 14 game span by the way and 88 percent from the stripe on high volume so he's definitely due for a regression i think i want to say his uh field goal percentage for his career is somewhere in the low to mid 40s i want to say 44 but that's a uh, i'm not looking for numbers right now anyway he is a massive sell high especially if the Spurs become less competitive and potentially fall out of the playoff picture, we know Pop's the originator of load management. I would be selling him right now, trying to make some money on that. Um, in other news, man, Lonnie Walker, you know, he's exciting for a rookie, but the minutes aren't there for him. Seven points, three boards, two assists. Really, Adrian, that's all I got here. Not a whole lot in terms of news for the Spurs. Biggest takeaway, like I said, would be uh, DeRozan being a sell high. I think Aldridge is also a sell high. He's been coming down a little bit. He was a first round value for a little bit here recently. Now he's down to number 16. Um, the blocks are starting to trend back down to what we'd expect. In the last month, he's averaging 1.4, which is a lot closer to his career numbers than uh, I think last we talked. He was averaging close to two on the season. So both these studs for the Spurs are sell highs, in my opinion. Adrian. What's your take on these guys? Man, I really don't have much to add. This, I mean, you pretty much nailed, uh, covered it and nailed the Spurs perfectly. And, you know, these are one of the Spurs are one of these teams where um, not a lot changes as far as the narrative goes. It's just the main guys, the main studs play well and the fringy guys are always up and down. And um, the only thing that I want to add is really curious to see what the Spurs do as far as 
you know, if they're out of the playoffs at the trade deadline, you know, this is a franchise that historically doesn't make big changes. They've always been in the mix uh, for the playoffs. So, you know, they're not really ever sellers at the deadline. And I'm just kind of curious, like, do they end up, you know, they got some veteran guys in Aldridge and DeRozan. Um, do they make some kind of move? And if so, you know, is there a guy, Is are there guys that we can pick up if there are changes here to the San Antonio roster? So it's, it's the only thing that I really think of when um, I'm thinking about the Spurs is like, what's next for them? So I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Any closing thoughts here before we move on to the next game? I'm sorry. I don't got much as far as fantasy goes because you pretty much covered everything there, man. Yeah, no, that's that's it. All right. Let's jump over to game two, the Indiana Pacers at the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Pacers getting the victory here, 115 to 107. I'm going to take a look at the Indiana side of this game, and I'm going to start with Sabonis, who put up a nice triple-double. 22 points with 10 assists, 15 rebounds, played 41 minutes in this game. Man, uh, he has been the best player um, on the Pacers, I think. And um, I wish I drafted him, Kurt. I, For whatever reason, I was buying into the narrative. There were a couple places, a couple people in the offseason or during the preparation draft season talking about how Sabonis wasn't that great for fantasy and I kind of bought into that and I I wish I never did man because this guy has been outstanding um nice to see Brogdon back and playing well 22 points eight assists three rebounds two threes on eight. he shot eight of 17 he was a perfect 4-4 from the line TJ Warren doing his thing 22 points um one block, one assist, three boards. He was a perfect eight of eight from the line, seven of 13 from the field. Uh, Jeremy Lamb had a rough one here. Zero points on zero of seven shooting in 23 minutes. Ouch. Miles Turner fouling out six fouls in just 20 minutes. Um, only three points, a steal, assist, two rebounds, one three in those 20 minutes. So, with the absence of Turner, um, you know, some nice games off the bench. Doug McDermott had 24 points, two assists, two rebounds, six of seven for downtown for McDermott, nine of 10 from the field. That was nice. Um, Holiday with 14 points. Justin Holiday, I should say, because they've got another Holiday, which is Aaron Holiday. Man, he has really taking a dive off a cliff with Brogdon coming back, man. Aaron Holiday back in that reserve role, coming off the bench, only 13 minutes for zero points. So tough for Aaron Holiday. If you were streaming him, he was really solid when Brogdon was out. But now that Brogdon's back, I think uh, definitely you can move on from him in, in all standard leagues for sure. Um Let's see. Uh, we're going to get Oladipo back probably pretty soon. Maybe, what, another week or so, I think. So um, that's pretty exciting. Kurt, what are your thoughts on the Indiana Pacers? Um, Jeremy Lamb bottoming out. Maybe uh, he's starting to feel 
the arrival of Depot coming back. I saw him dropped in one place. I don't think I'd be there yet. He's still number 72 in the last month. Sure, he'll probably take a hit, but I would at least, I don't think he's a preemptive drop. Once Depot gets back, you know, we'll find out. It's such a mystery right now how many minutes he's going to get and how many restrictions they're going to have on him. If it's low, you know, when he's playing 15 to 20 minutes a game, uh, Jeremy Lamb could probably survive. I guess all I'm saying is I don't think he's a preemptive drop unless there's somebody crazy hot out on the wire. Um, other than that, like you said, you, you nailed it here, Adrian. Aaron Holiday had a solid standard league run for a while. He's done. Not doing anything with Doug McDermott. Really, that's about it, man. Just Sabonis going going ham in this game. Yeah, so um, so what went down on the Denver side of this game? But before we look at that, Kurt, what are you what are your thoughts on my bookie? Well, you know, if you're gonna be watching these games, especially tomorrow, we got a fourteen game slate. What makes it a little more fun besides just rooting for your fantasy guys, but throwing a few bucks on them. Uh, so our partners here mybookie.ag you can place bets there and if you use our promo code box score one word b-o-x-s-c-o-r-e when you create a new account you'll you'll even get an added bonus of a 50 percent deposit up to one thousand dollars so that's pretty massive go there now again mybookie.ag the promo code box score b-o-x S-C-O-R-E. What is, uh, let's see, you you play, you win, you get paid. You know, not only is winning important when it comes to gambling, but also using a site that you can count on to get your money back. So we're hearing lots of good things about mybookie.ag. Haven't used them myself, but I know a lot of people who put money down on games and they say it's the place to go. Again, sign up, 50% deposit match. The code is BOXSCORE, B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E. All right, and what went down on the Denver Nuggets side of this game? All righty, so Jamal Murray is out for the foreseeable future, which is going to open up a lot of minutes in the, the front court. Or, sorry, in the back court. We also have Gary Harris out. We haven't really seen a timetable on him, but we heard Mike Malone say that they're going to take a quote-unquote big-picture approach to it to his health so i guess that means if i was reading into that i would think you know we're gonna let him sit out till he's fully healthy however long that might be paul Millsap still out for me in the last month he's number 149 only played eight games in that span for me he's uh, approaching uh drop territory especially if you're kind of limited on your irs so with that we saw a lot of opportunity open up here jeremy grant got the start 16 points, five boards, one steal, one block. Kind of your typical Jeremy Grant line. He could be a back-end standard league guy while all these guys are injured. Torrey Craig, he had a couple pretty solid plays tonight. He had eight points, four rebounds, three blocks, one three. Not enough there for standard league value for me anyway. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, went beast mode today, 30-10 and 10 with four assists, three steals, two three-pointers, solid from the field. But one area that he uh, kind of hurt me in personally was in this, this league where the only category coming in today that I could possibly win was free throw percentage. It was tied 
82% to 82.1. And I was debating whether I wanted to play Jokic or not because I couldn't come back in any categories. I figured if I played him, he could maybe get me over the top. If I didn't play him, I was relying on Sabonis missing a couple free throws, which he did. But then Jokic went out there and missed four for what for himself. So kind of a bummer to see that. Monte Morris had two points, two boards, five assists, one steal. You know, as long as Jamal Murray's going to be out, we know Monte Morris has a killer assist to turnover ratio, five to one tonight. Um, unless he's going to get more minutes, though, I don't think he's a must-add guy in standard leagues. I could, I could see if you want to roll the dice on him and hope for more than tonight, but I don't think he's a must-own guy in standard leagues. Will Barton's going to probably have some solid run. All these guys are out tonight, 16-7, and seven, five assists, one steal. Didn't hit any, any, didn't hit any threes, but you know normally he's going to chip in there. The guy that I was watching the closest here to see if he'd be getting more minutes was Michael Porter Jr. He didn't really get the minutes I thought he might see, 23, and he had 10 points, 8 boards, 2 steals. you got to think that he's going to get more minutes as long as all these guys stay hurt. Malik Beasley, you know, he's their solid percentages, three-point kind of guy. We saw when he got extended run last year. But they have so many guys that are split in time here, even with the injuries. He only had two points, two rebounds, and only 14 minutes. So not a lot to see there. I was also intrigued by P.J. Dozier because he's got some monster stats in the G League. Um, without looking at him offhand, I think he averaged something like 25 7 and 7 so just monster numbers but obviously g league is g league tonight 17 minutes eight points one rebound three assists um miles Plumley, sorry mason Plumley, got 18 minutes we're seeing he was one of the most popular guys being picked up last night i believe it might just be because there was such a, a limit on games played so if people were trying to buff a certain category in a head-to-head matchup they were looking to uh, see who was the most reliable guy out there on the wire, and that ended up being Mason Plumley in some cases. Today, 13 points, two rebounds, four assists. Again, not a standard league guy. While these guys are injured, maybe a 16-teamer. And really, that's about it, Adrian. What am I missing here? Who do you like out of all these guys to possibly emerge with all the injuries? Is there anybody you think is a must-own um, for me, like I said, the only guy that I think is must-own out of all these new emerging guys would be Michael Porter Jr., and that's really just kind of a wait-and-see approach. Like he might, but you gotta, you got if you don't pick him up now, somebody else is going to, and and you're gonna miss on him. So he's the only guy that I think really needs to be owned. What's your take? You know, when when Jamal Murray went down, I was running to the wire to pick up Morris. Anywhere I could. You know, last season, we saw some really nice flashes and stretches from Monty Morris. And I thought he was just going to explode. And it really, he really hasn't had a big game um, since Jamal Murray's gone down. And I agree with you. Looking back at it now, if I had to prioritize the best pickup, I think it would be Michael Porter Jr. Now, the reason why it's not like... uh, league winning or like um uh or for sure amazing pickup is because of nights like tonight where he's only seen 23 minutes 
but you know we saw him flash a couple games ago where he had an outstanding game coach Malone's been talking him up saying that he's gonna start or not start but he's gonna at least play every single game going forward um where there were games earlier in the season because of his previous injuries where he you know was just resting getting dnp cds so i think michael porter jr is the guy i think you're right i think you know second half of the season this could be a guy that they really rely on he man he has a lot of upside a ton of talent and um it's really been showing in his play lately and he could be a major piece for them future seasons to come like he could be one of their stars so yeah he's the guy other than that you know i just want to add that the denver nuggets they are so deep kurt i mean they're missing Millsap, harris and murray and they still have five guys scoring in double figures like it is ridiculous how deep this team is and you know one last pickup i want to mention jeremy grant's floating out there in quite a bit of leagues i think he's worth the stream and I think Millsap probably not back anytime soon. So I think Jeremy Grant's another guy you might be able to look at as a short-term stream type guy. Um, Kurt, anything I'm missing? Not on Denver. The the only thing that uh, I wanted to point out, uh, one last thing on the Indiana side, Malcolm Brogman on the season, according to 9cat Yahoo, number 65. But in the last month, now granted this is a small sample size, only – six games in that span he is number 224 wow massive discrepancy there and in that span he's shooting 34 percent from the field compared to his uh season numbers of almost 45 in that span he's shooting uh 87 from the stripe and on the season he's 92.5 believe he leads the nba in free throw percentage among qualifiers and he's He's, his assists are about the same, 7.2 compared to 7.5, but his scoring's down. Anyway, I think he's a pretty solid buy low that a lot of people aren't talking about. I can't see his shooting percentage staying down here at a 34%. So, yeah, Kurt, I buy low let, on him. Let me ask you, you brought up Brogdon, and I'm glad that you did. Do, are you at all concerned? Obviously, I don't think you are because you just called him a buy low. You at all concerned about the return of Victor Oladipo, which is right around the corner? You think that could hurt a guy like Brogdon, or you think there's enough uh, there's enough room back there for the both of them to coexist in that backcourt? Um, I think I think Depot coming back could definitely take a little off the top for him, but I think it's more so we're, we're hearing that'll probably be. Uh, Jeremy Lamb that takes a bigger hit. So yeah, I think he'll take a little bit of a hit, but I, I mean, I think it could actually help him. Uh, Oladipo commands so much attention on the defensive end that it could help Brogdon get some more open looks, get his field goal percentage back where it should be. And on the season, Brogdon's only been playing 30 minutes a game, so it's not like he's he's running out there for massive minutes. And, and Depot's going to take some from him and from Lamb. In that amount of minutes, I, I don't think I would worry about it too much. Um, what, what's your take, Adrian? What do you think? No, I I agree with you 100%. You know, I think maybe Brogdon takes a small hit in value, but I'll be honest with you, Kurt. 
My expectations on Victor Oladipo returning are a little low. Coming back from a massive injury, I don't see I don't think we see the same Victor Oladipo until next season. So, you know, I think he's especially returning after such a long layoff. He's going to get limited minutes maybe for you know, a few weeks, if not longer. He's not going to play back-to-backs. So I'm not really expecting Brogdon to take a big hit. If anything, just as you said, Jeremy Lamb is going to take the hit, and mostly in the minutes, right? Lamb's not going to start when Victor Aladipo is starting. So um, I think Brogdon's going to be just fine. I love your take on trying to buy low on him. I love his game and his fit on the Pacers. So yeah, I think it's it's uh it's great. And who knows? Maybe you could try to take advantage of that guy in your league who has Brogdon who's worried about Victor Oladipo returning, you know? Maybe you could try to talk him into selling just based off that. So, I don't know, man. Um yeah, I don't know, but uh, it'll be really interesting to see how it pans out. I think that's that's a great take, man. So not only is he playing down in the last month, but then you have the return of Oladipo. So you know, there's multiple things leading to him being a solid buy low here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just real quick on Oladipo, man, I own him. He's sitting in my IR in about four different leagues, mm-hmm. and like you said, I'm tempering my expectations, but I'm hoping. So last year in one of my leagues, I got the the 12th pick in a standard league, and he was sitting there, and a lot of people were saying he was that first-round type of guy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, very, very much regretting that decision back then, but he was coming into the year with numbers of previous year, 23, 5, and 4, with almost 2.4 steals, mm-hmm. solid shooting percentages. He didn't live up to it, and then he got hurt. And, you know, it's pretty hard to survive losing your first round pick. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe he burned me last year. And I'm hoping that this year maybe he can uh, save me in some of my leagues. But who knows? Maybe I'll go 0 for 2. (laughs) You know, and I hope that I'm wrong. I, I always fall into that camp where a guy suffers a serious injury that, man, he's not going to be the same. But, you know, look at a guy like DeMarcus Cousins when he returned for the Warriors yeah. last year. He came right out the gate uh, red hot playing fantastic. So, you know, um, that rule doesn't always apply. So, And I actually – I'm a big fan of Victor Aldebo. I actually had him that season where he first blew up. I think that was like three seasons ago where he blew up and flirted with first-round value. And he was like uh, – I think he was drafted like – average draft position like fifth or fourth or maybe even sixth round that year I had him that year led me to a bunch of championships so I love Victor Aladipo I'm a big fan I really hope um that he plays well this year I would love to see that all right Kurt um you know I think that's about it any closing thoughts before we wrap a bow on this one it's always fun with you Adrian I think it's a pretty crazy that we had such a, a light slate which will lead <laughs> this, to some fun tomorrow this and, is uh, this is probably the shortest show we've ever done kurt but hey i you know i'm looking at the schedule for tomorrow and i was dead on first game tomorrow is at 11 a.m games go throughout the day until 7 p.m even if you guys don't have league pass 
At 11.30 a.m., you could catch the Raptors and the Hawks on NBA TV. Then the Pelicans and the Grizzlies are on TNT, followed at 2, followed by the Lakers and the Celtics at 4.30 on TNT, followed by the Warriors and the Blazers at 7 p.m. on TNT. Kurt, you could literally sit in front of your TV at 11.30 a.m. and watch hoops until about... 9 p.m. It is outstanding basketball day. I hope you guys can enjoy it because it is fantastic. Yep, and then you'll have the pleasure of breaking it all down tomorrow night. Oh, goodness gracious, man. Yes, please come back tomorrow to join me. I will be on with Corbin and uh, Kurt. I don't know how we're going to get through these 14 games, man. It is going to be um, it's going to be insane. It's going to be insane. Yeah. You guys, you guys will do it. I have faith in you. At least it's not me and you. It'd be like a three-hour show. <laughs> All right, Kurt. Where can the listeners find you at, buddy? All right, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Um, you can find me at Captain Kanegis, probably in the description on Twitter. And, yeah, hit Adrian and I up for your, your questions, your ads, your drops, your trades, and we'll usually get back to you same day. Adrian, uh- where can you be found? All right, guys, I'm at Adrian Benjamins. As as <coughs> excuse me, as Kurt just said, we love hearing from you guys. Kurt, I always see you answering great, uh, some great replies on Twitter to some really good questions. So keep them coming, you guys. And thank you guys for listening and for supporting the show. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.